catalyst to me really means something or someone who is outside, sort of out front or at the edge, leading and pushing for change. And the catalysts I choose to be and the catalysts I choose to spend time with are wanting to make the world better. Welcome, I'm Shannon Lucas. And I'm Tracy Lovejoy. We are the co-CEOs of Catalyst Constellations, which is dedicated to catalyzing innate change makers to accelerate positive change. This is our podcast, Move Fast, Fast, Break Shit, Shit, Burnout, where we highlight catalysts who are creating amazing change in the world. We are so excited to have time today with Syeda Nash Carter, one of my favorite catalysts that we also featured in our book, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burnout. Syeda is a recovering corporate executive, I love that, and the founder of Bright Insights Global, where she helps businesses innovate by focusing on equity and innovation and driving inclusive business. We'll talk today about some of her exciting new projects, including working with the Genius Guild to connect Black entrepreneurs with corporates and investment. She's building at the intersection of innovation, emerging tech, and equity, and another one of her amazing projects in that line is the Colonizer Reparation Index. Thanks for being here with us today, Syed. It's great to catch up. Thanks for having me, ladies. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's just start with, you know, how do you, how do you relate with the word concept or the concept of catalyst? <laughs> um, so a catalyst to me really means something or someone who is outside, sort of out front or at the edge, um, leading and pushing for change and, um, I guess that change could be any kind of change, but I prefer to think about it as as positive change. Um, the catalysts, the catalysts I choose to be, and the catalysts I choose to spend time with, are wanting to make the world better, and figuring out ways to think about stretching from where we are to where we ultimately want to go. Yeah, and we love working with the the positive catalysts or creating positive change in the world, like yourself. So when we last connected uh, in our podcast, you were about a year into launching the Bright Insights Global, your company. We'd love an update on what's happening these days and what big problems you're trying to solve. Maybe you can set a little bit of uh, context for us. Yeah, so um, it's been a very busy year kind of leaning into that intersection of inclusion, innovation, and impact. And also doing quite a bit of um, personal journeying around um, the topic of equity, particularly given um, 2020 and 2021, and just the space I think that we've all been in as humanity. And what's kind of emerged for me in that time is just the importance of really centering my attention and my expertise on the challenge of equity on the the problem of um, writing that relationship between between humans, frankly, and figuring out how we move forward um, from here. So, I mean, I can sort of jump into a couple of the the projects that I have kind of on the go. That's super interesting, yes, please. Okay, so um, one of the projects that um, I'm, super passionate about and have decided to center really this year in terms of how I spend my time and and and, and energy, frankly, is um, the Colonizer Reparation Index. And it's a heavy title because it's a heavy topic, 
Um, but really what it is, again, is again at that intersection of, of innovation and equity. And my, my background, my professional background is in um, digital product development, specifically as around um, data content, like how do you package it, syndicate it, make it accessible, discoverable to, to humans, to people that need access to it. And um, this space of um, our collective history or the lack of inclusivity as we think about our collective history is just one of those areas um, in the data space where there are massive gaps. And so how do we close those gaps um, is sort of what the, the project is, is, is really all about at its, at its core. It's a data project. And then on top of that, it's about healing and, and um, moving together forward with equity kind of at the center, um, a full, more complete understanding of history at the center and then also equity and then the healing that comes from, comes through that. Um, but I'll tell a story as to kind of how we arrived at this project because it didn't just kind of pop up out of nowhere. And there are many people that are working on just reparations in general. As I, as I sort of dig into this space, I'm learning so much about all the great work that so many people have been doing for decades really on this topic. Um, while I was, you know, joking, you know, off being a corporate executive, there was a lot of groundwork being laid. And so I'm hopeful that I'm able to build on top of that. But the um, idea for the, the index really came out of a family vacation um, unexpectedly. So we, um, my husband, daughter, and I went to Namibia for a, um, a family road trip, um, as you do when you live in South Africa, I suppose. Um, but it was five days in the desert, um, in the Namib desert, kind of uh, just going from city to city. They have some um, amazing uh, sort of dunes there. It's massive, like they number the dunes, they're all sort of enormous some of them are more spectacular than others but it's all just like being on another planet spending time in the desert there and uh we had an awesome time and we returned um and in talking to a friend of mine just a, not long after the trip he shared an article that he had read recently about um about namibia and um particularly a um a very horrific um moment in their history where um, essentially there was a genocide that took place when the um, the Germans landed in Namibia. Um, they essentially pushed tens of thousands of the local um, Namakwa and Herero people out of the um, wherever they were li living and settled at the time into the desert, essentially to, to, to die of dehydration and starvation. And this is tens of thousands of, of people in the, the early 1900s. Um, and now I've, I've read about it and researched it a bit. It's, it's called sort of, you know, Germany's first Holocaust or Germany's first um, genocide. Um, and, and so for me, having spent five days having you know, an amazing vacation in the desert, um, completely unaware that, that this had, um, that this atrocity had taken place, that you know, we were driving over what could have been um, ancestral homeland and dare I say even um, grave sites, et cetera. It just was um, so 
uh, emotionally um, draining and um, painful and it conjured up anger and frustration and all the things that you think you might um, uh, feel when uh, faced with something like this. And so it also made me think, well, what are the other stories that are out there that I don't know or that um, haven't been made readily available or um, yeah, that we should know and we don't know. And, and how do I, what can I do about it? And that was kind of the kernel that um, started me down this path of, well, you know, what can we, what can we get, what can we gather? What stories are already out there? Um, and how do we curate those stories and make them more available and accessible? Um, how do we capture stories that have not been told? Because we know there are many of those as well. Um, oral histories, et cetera. How do we, how do we wrap our arms around that? And how do we know, how do we use what we know about emerging technologies, data science in particular, to find that information, pull it together and surface it so that is accessible and usable to, to anyone that's interested in finding out more. Um, and so that's kind of where this um, came from, how it sort of bubbled to the surface and managed to then have some pretty amazing conversations with, um, with women. Right now, it's all a team of women. Um, just about the idea and having people lean, having them lean into it. So we're working with a, a woman who um, her area or discipline is in, in art. We have a woman who works with um, uh, somatic sort of um, trauma healing. We, um, and then obviously our, the, the data scientist who is gonna be tasked with the tasked with feel, figuring out how to organize and, and um, help us surface the data in ways that are, 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 are useful. Um, and we're just kind of on this journey now to, to define what it is and to, to build it out. And we want it to be open. Um, we want to have as many partners as you mean, you'll know Shannon, my, my whole co-creation um, approach is still alive and well. And so this is um, definitely going to be a program that we partner on and we co-create for, um, as I say, there's so many people who um, I'm learning a ton from who've been sort of doing this sort of justice work for a while um, in the university space and the, in the nonprofit space. Um, I'd love to figure out how we begin to raise this conversation to the level of having it within the um, corporate space, frankly. Mm -hmm. And so I think there, um, there's something that I can bring to the conversation there, just given my network and my relationships. Uh, it's super intense. I remember hearing the story and sort of the, yeah, the personal trauma that you witnessed or you experienced, especially you had said, it's like, like I'm paying attention and I, and I didn't know this story. Right. So like, how do we, how do we get this story to, to other people? What are some of the challenges that you've, that you've come across as you've embarked upon this journey and how are you overcoming them? Well, I think it's honestly, it's where to start. Right. I mean, it's, it's such a big, um, topic and it's so fraught with emotion and complexity and and how do you hold this thing without um you know the 
the, the shame and the victim perpetrator savior narrative that can sometimes emerge? How do you, how do you um, bring this conversation forth without doing more harm? It's kind of really one of the, the biggest challenges I see. Um, and I feel even when I, you know, say the, the, the name of the project, it's like immediately, it's like, whoa, it's a lot to sort of to, to take in. And, you know, we're, 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 we want to be thoughtful about naming and we're, we're open to kind of what can emerge in that, in that space. So how do you, how do you um, hold that space and give it the weight that it deserves without weighing it down so heavily that you can't move through, through to um, what might be a better future. And so I, I try to, even when I'm talking, when we're talking about it as a team, to really focus on um, facing forward, like being mm -hmm. future forward. Mm -hmm. um, what's, what's the better future that we want to imagine together? Like, so once we know these stories, once we acknowledge these stories, once we acknowledge our ancestors, colonizer and colonized, once we acknowledge that history, Collectively, where do we go from here? And how do we um, do that together? Just trying to center, center that um, is also quite, quite, um, quite challenging. And then there's the, you know, so what the other interesting, the many challenges with the project. <laughs> um, so so um, as the universe would have it, not long after I started really thinking about the trip to Namibia and wanting to go down this path, I mean, you may have seen last year that Germany actually um, uh, made an announcement that they're offering X billions of dollars, can't even remember the exact number now, but to, um, to Namibia as reparations for, wow. um, for the atrocity. And that is um, you know, fraught with complexity, right? Because how do you put a dollar amount on Right, human life, right? It's it's hard. Um, however, it has been done before, as we know, because of chattel slavery in the U.S. Clearly, there were dollar amounts that were attached to human life. So, but how do you sort of um, honor all of those things? I mean, you know, the fact that we want to move forward in terms of what it means to repair and to try to to come up with a number of some sort that at least is a step in the right direction while then honoring the fact that you can never really put a number on those things. Yeah. Um, and then what, is, what does it really look like? Um, what does reparations look like holistically, which is another area that I'm really um, digging into more deeply because I'm new to this space, but it's not just financial and it shouldn't just be financial. There are lots of other ways um, to make repair. And some of it, frankly, is just sharing our stories and having conversations with each other. I mean, mm -hmm. you're probably um, far more likely to begin any kind of repair in conversation than we are in stroking a check. Um, right. So both of those things have to happen, but it's a part of all a part of the same journey. Yeah, I mean, I think the money is an important acknowledgement because it's a currency of value that you know that is accepted. But then, to your point, the money doesn't do the healing. Um, and I'm curious about. You know, as I listen to your story, trauma is a word that keeps coming to like I keep hearing it embedded in the story. And it's so interesting because I think increasingly catalysts are having to tackle trauma. Uh, there's the the you know lack of you know racial justice or equity trauma. There's the trauma we're all experiencing with global climate change. There's the trauma that we frankly experienced over the last two years of 
being in this crazy pandemic. And I'm just wondering like how you think about navigating and moving through the trauma, especially because it, it seems like you've put yourself, you know, you're leaning into helping other mm. people with their own trauma. <laughs> um, I think that there's a couple of things in that. I think it's a good question. I think one certainly is self-care, like just being like leaning into, I lean into self-care, frankly, more than I lean into trauma. So I'll be clear, I'll be, nice. I'll be clear <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is, it is, it is present. And, and, you know, whenever I'm having the conversation, you know, there, there are many triggers, right. Of like, yeah. just having to kind of live with that. But I also acknowledge that it's a privilege for me to be able to say, I choose to do this work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that also keeps me going, right? That um, this is this is a choice. Um, I have the space and time to to center this. Um, and and I find I think that's a blessing to be able to serve in that way. And um, and that also gives me energy. Yeah, and, and and I hear, you know, we talk about cat for with catalyst having to have this space to have the like uh the lack of get rid of our own reactivity. So like, you know, letting ourselves feel the feelings, but then giving ourselves the space to move through them so that we can help with the emotional work of all of the work that we do is catalyst. So I love that intentionality about like I start with myself. It's really important, right? Um, what are some of the key learnings that you would want to share as you've gone through this process so far with other catalysts? Well, you know, I think I'm, I'm honestly surprised at, at, um, how much people are really leaning in to some of this, you know, more complicated work, just even like having the, um, the acknowledging going in that these are going to be very challenging and difficult conversations. Um, but then finding so many people that are willing to have them anyway. Um, and that's not just around the, the reparation index, but just around the, the topic of equity in general. I mean, there's so much of our history that has been intentionally left out. Mm. Um, and a lot of it is uncomfortable and painful for anyone to hear for the first right. time. Right. Um, and I feel that so much more of that is available now. I have a good friend of mine who like every every other day she's sending me some video on TikTok that she's she's seeing <laughs> that this thing or the other thing. But I think that's just incredible that all of these stories yeah. are out yeah. there, that they're emerging, that they're surfacing, that they're making us get the feel feel all the feels and feel uncomfortable. But it's so heartening and um, exciting to have people kind of leaning in to those feelings. Um, and all the discomfort that comes with them. And because I think it's only through that that we're able to make real progress. Totally. Mm -hmm. We have to go through the depth. Um, thank you for the amazing work that you're doing. It's always so fascinating to hear what you're up to. I'm gonna hand it over to Tracy to do our lightning round with you as we bring it on home. Yeah. <laughs> and to echo Shannon, thank you. Every time I talk to you, Sayeda, not only do I learn something, but I'm so grateful for the work that you do to allow us to have conversations, especially as you said, bringing it into the workspace and into the corporate space around race, around history, around equity, right? While these have become, you know, kind of buzzwords to, to create more diversity, 
the conversations are still hard and taboo. Um, and the grace with which you bring this forward is, is always so powerful. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. As Shannon said, lightning round. We have a few questions that we would love to have you share with your fellow catalysts out there. Starting with, what actionable nuggets, what advice do you have for catalysts that you think is going to help them? Said another way, what do you wish you had known at 20? Um, I definitely think the self-care note is a, is a real a real thing that I have only probably in the last few years really kind of leaned into in a way that like is super intentional. Like I, that, um, yeah, if I had realized that in my twenties, oh my goodness, how much more I could have done. <laughs> so what does self-care mean? Like, you know, for folks who are just discovering this. Okay. So for me, it means, so I do a couple things. I do like in, in the morning, I try to do a, uh, what I call a, a sit spot. So I take like five minutes. Um, cause I, my, I'm like most moms, my mornings are hectic. So like having a 30 minute, um, meditation game is not, um, I don't have that, but I do have, um, this, this intention where this, this practice where I just lock eyes with nature. And I usually look right out of my, um, my window in my bedroom before I even get up. And I um, either look at the tree or maybe it's a bird that I hear or whatever it is, but I lock in with some nature of some sort. And then I have a, um, a mantra or meditation that I repeat to myself. And it takes like maybe five, it takes five minutes and I'm looking at a tree and I'm saying this thing and it just immediately brings me to me and I'm ready to, um, you know, move forward with the day with that, with that very quick grounding. Cause I needed something that was quick and that, that works for me and it connects me. And then I can, yeah, that's a platform from which I can, I can really launch into my day. The other thing that I do is, um, I go on retreats, like at least once a year, I do like a, um, a yoga um, Ayurvedic retreat, retreat either at Kripalu, which is um, in the U.S., in the Berkshires, or now I've found a couple of places here in Cape Town that could be interesting to continue with. I, I went to one here um, beginning of this year, which was incredible. Um, again, nature immersion, but a lot of time to be quiet and to um, reflect on um, what who I am, who I'm becoming and, and um, where I want to go. It's kind of the, the energy. I love how you just redefine self-care in a succinct and powerful way. Thank you. That was whew, a gift again. All right. Next lightning question. What advice do you have for executives in finding and leveraging their catalysts? Hmm. Finding and leveraging. Um, I don't know that they're hard to find. I think they're pretty good at like being visible. I think what um, what leaders can do or managers can do is just practice more active listening. Because I think one of the other challenges that catalysts have is that you've got all these really big ideas and um, they come to you sometimes um, many at once and 
you're super excited about them and want to share them, but sometimes can't even articulate them as clearly as you would, would like to. And so I think two things, one, the catalyst can maybe slow down a bit and talk about it when they're really ready to talk about it. And then the managerial layer can just listen more, listen more, listen more closely, listen you know, more carefully, more actively. And so maybe so much won't get lost in translation. So it's advice to us as catalysts, as much as, you know, kind of leveraging those around us, like slow down, listen well, you know, kind of be tuned in and not just running out ahead. I love that. All right, next question. What is the worst part about being a catalyst? Um, having to slow down and, <laughs> and explain yourself, <laughs> all those things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. best part of being a catalyst. Um I think it's really just knowing, you know, very deeply that you can manifest the things that are important to you. Um and I think that's one of the things that probably connect many catalysts is that like as hard as it is, you kind of know you can get it done. Um and, that, and that's really um, empowering and it makes you feel powerful. And that's pretty awesome. Yes, I love it. And thank you for sharing that because I know that that resonates deeply, especially helpful in the moments that people can, can lose touch with that reality. Hmm. All right, as we wrap up this part, Saida, any call to action that you'd love to leave our listeners with? Um, I think, hey, if you want to work on reparation, if you want to work on collecting these, these histories, um, one other thought, and, and I know we're running out of time, but I meant to mention it earlier. So another sort of mission that I'm on right now is, um, I just, I'll send you guys this article, but um, apparently in, in between 2020 and 2021, there was about $50 billion that corporate America committed to equity initiatives and Black Lives Matter initiatives. They've only deployed 250 million wow. of that 50 billion. So can we talk about how we unlock the rest of it? So I'm like a little bit on that mission as well this year. So I'm trying to figure out like, who do we need to talk to? What are the conversations we need to have? Obviously be um, working very closely with the league this year. This is one of the things I wanna um, pursue with them and that's the League of Entrepreneurs, um, kind of looking into that. but. Yeah, I mean, I think unlocking that 50 billion would be amazing to scratch the surface on that. Because I think what's interesting there is that you've got the commitment, but then you've got the racist system that the money's got to get through. And so it's it's actively blocking the communities that need the support, right? Yes. The need the investment. And so how do we how do we break through that? How do we say, okay, you've given us that, and how do we help you deploy it to the communities that need it? Um, and so I'd love to. To, to work on that with whomever is interested in working on that. <laughs> it's such a concrete action for allies who are always like, what do we do? What do we do, right? Go ask questions. What have we unlocked? How much money have we spent? What have we put it toward? What are the blockers? Why hasn't it been deployed? Like where can, how can we help you to like unpick those processes and the systems, right? Like this is a systems change opportunity, I feel. Um, and I'm super excited about exploring um, a solution there. If people want to get in touch with you, Sayed, on either of those points, what's the best way for them to do so? 
Um, what is the best way? So you can pay me on, on our website, brianesidesglobal.com. Great. Um, always fascinating and so interesting uh, to hear what you're working on. And as Tracy said, thank you for showing up with all of your compassion and your huge heart. To our listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more about how to accelerate positive change, you can go to our website at www.catalystconstellations.com. Be sure to check out our book, Move Fast, Break Shit, Burn Out. If you have other catalysts in your life, hit the share button and send a link to this conversation their way.